Hi, Michelle Florendo here, and welcome to Ask a Decision Engineer. Listen in and find out how to untangle big decisions with less stress and more clarity. Have you ever encountered a decision where you knew the path you wanted to take, but for some reason, you couldn't take action? If your logical brain has already decided, but you're still stuck, it may be because something is happening in your emotional realm. Today, you'll hear from a business owner who has already thought through a decision to switch vendors, but can't pinpoint why he hasn't yet pulled the trigger. Listen in. Thanks for taking the time to chat with me about this decision that you're facing. And I read a little bit about it in what you sent me, but why don't you go ahead and just like recap. So I've been with an insurance broker for 20 years and uh, another company has approached me and I'm a pharmacist by my work. And uh, this the man I'm with is an independent uh, broker, but this is a big group, a big company, and they, they do a lot of work specifically with pharmacists. I've been kind of thinking about changing for a while, so I think it's it's probably the time to change it as well. A few things I struggle with the decision is the man that I've been with for so long, I'm loyal by nature, so I feel very, very bad about changing. And I'm afraid to even pick up the phone and, and talk to him. Or every time the phone rings, I think, oh no, he's ringing me again now, or he's going to ring me and give out to me for changing. Now, I haven't heard anything, so who knows. But I, I just need to pull the trigger really on the last few bits to get the whole switch over made. I just need to get some forms signed by myself and by my wife. And I'm just kind of very slow to do that. I, I, I just feel that I'm kind of betraying everything. Like I suppose the hump that I'm trying to get over is that if I get these forms signed, everything will be better. And But at the same time, I, I, I've dragged it out for about six weeks and I need to get it done now in the next week or so. So because of that, I'm just, I haven't really said too much about, to my wife about it, but I just want to kind of get that out of the way and move on with my life. And normally I'm quite good at making decisions, but this one has really got me stumped. Mm. Hmm. Normally I'm quite good at making decisions, but this one has really got me stumped. So here we have someone who has actually already made a decision. He is a business owner who has decided to switch insurance providers, has all the paperwork lined up ready to pull the trigger, but for some reason feels stuck. When I encounter someone who is normally adept at making rational decisions, but can't put a finger on why a particular decision has them stuck, often I probe to see what else may be going on. You know, like when I say I'm quite good, like, you know, I, I'm getting better. I'm getting better than I used to be. Yeah. And so you mentioned just getting these forms signed is the last step in being able yeah. to do the switchover. Yes. And then life will be better. What is it about life that will be better? I don't think it'll be better, but necessarily it's just, maybe it's not the best choice of words, but I'll have moved on. It'll be the the next step. I'll have made the, the complete transition. So I'm just trying to think, how would I describe that? Yeah, it's it's just another, another I'll have turned a corner. It's probably how I would describe it. Mm-hmm. And now in really, in actuality, it's not a big deal. But I think, I, I think it's, it's the kind of thing I've just really procrastinated over. And I used to be bad at procrastinating. Now, I'm, I've been getting better. But this one has kind of dragged me back a lot. Back to where I used to be years ago. Mm-hmm. Just this one decision. You know, it's interesting because sometimes when I'm talking to people about decisions, 
they experience the same thing, just this hesitancy to pull the trigger because although there may be great things on the other side of mm. that, for some reason they associate the possibility of pulling the trigger with some not so great thing that mm. might happen. And so I know you you described, oh, you'll have to tell the broker that you've been with for a long mm. time that you're leaving or you're afraid they won't call you. Mm. Are there any other things that you fear might happen after you pull this trigger? Um, oh, let me think. I have to explain it all to my wife as well, which is that, that that's something that's kind of a barrier. So I think, you know, it's, I'm, I'm not that good explaining financial stuff, I don't think. And I, I, I want to kind of, I was thinking today, maybe a way around it was if I get the new brokers to come to my house and we'll sit down together and go through everything. So, we can kind of see where we are and explain it so I can learn, she can learn, and we'll all learn kind of where the new destination is. Mm-hmm. So I thought maybe that's one way around it. Okay. It's not so much that I'm, I'm letting myself off the hook by involving her, but I think um, I, I, I'd like to to get her, not so not too much her, her consent, but I, I just kind of, I think we're a team mm-hmm. generally. But for, for this is an area that we need to work better as a team or we need to come together as a team. So I think that's why I, I don't have the confidence to do it myself just in this in this situation. And I think by talking to her and getting her to understand, it could push me over the finish line. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. All right. So we are examining this trigger point and where things are getting stuck. Here he's identified a desire to be in partnership with his wife and ensure that there is buy-in there. Let's see what else is going on here. What's keeping you from pursuing the idea of having brokers come in and like talk you both through it? Nothing really now. It just occurred to me today because I was really procrastinating on it and I was kind of beating myself up a bit today about it. And I said, God, you know, I can't let this linger much longer because it's wearing me out. And I said, well, maybe if I contact him, because I, I have the broker's telephone number, so, so I could send him a text even and say, look, maybe we can arrange for you to come to my house and we'll all sit down, get everything clear. And that's probably the way, get all the forms signed, get everything done so we can, I, so I can put it behind me and we can move on. Mm-hmm. Got it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, and so you've already identified one of the things that, you're kind of dreading needing to do that yeah. associated with pulling the trigger and an idea you had for how to mm. make it easier. I know yeah. you still had the, the loyalty piece and just addressing or ha- mm. having a conversation with your existing broker. Mm. And I'm curious whether you've had yes. that conversation yet, or is that also something on the horizon that you know no. to do once you? Probably on the horizon as well. Okay. Um, even if, if I don't see it in my own situation, uh, my brother, he's a broker for my brother as well, so no doubt there'll be an interaction somewhere. So I kind of dread that. Mm. You know, I, I'm not, um, I'm not good in confrontation. Not, not as confrontation, but you know, I just, I would feel very awkward and very uncomfortable. So tell me more about, tell me more about how you think that conversation will go when you meet. So there. with the broker. Mm-hmm. There's an interaction here that he is dreading with his current broker. He's anticipating this confrontation, which would feel very awkward, very 
uncomfortable. This type of dread can stop us in our tracks. Just the thought of it conjures up all of these feelings to the point where we don't even want to go there. But what happens when we explore what is on the other side of this dread? With my old old one, yeah. with my old program, new one. Yeah, I just say that. Um, oh, I, I'd be afraid he would say to me, "Oh, why did you leave? What you know? Give me a guilt trip, maybe might be the word." Um, and I would say to him, "Well, you know, this company. I, I'm happy with what you were doing for me, but this company, uh, specialized in pharmacies, he's more general. He does different people in different businesses, and they specialize in pharmacies. I'm." I want to I want to kind of maximize between now and my retirement what what I'm going to achieve and I think this company will help me achieve that. Mm. And that's all I would really say, I think. Yeah. And how how does it feel in your body as you say those things out loud? Actually it's a it's a great release. <laughs> a release of tension. Mm-hmm. Actually that's good. You know, it does help actually a lot now. Because yeah. it's so pent up, I think it's just helping me to relax a bit now. Right. I think sometimes, sometimes we, well, oftentimes we fear the unknown, right? Yes. It's kind of like, I know I have to have this conversation. Mm. What am I going to say? How is he going to react? Blah, mm. blah, blah. It's kind of like the monster or the, the sounds under the bed mm. <laughs> or outside, depending on where you <laughs> When we let our imagination kind of go crazy around like mm. what, might, what might happen, it can be frightening. But if mm. kind of light on, well, okay, you know, if I have to have this conversation, this is what I'm going to do. Okay, identify yeah. what it's going to be. It gives you a little bit more grounding. Yes. Yeah. And, um, and like what you just said, sounds like it sounds like you know the reason. It's not yeah. as if this was a decision that you made lightly on a whim. You've done the analysis, and it's something that'll help you achieve the goals that you have. Yeah. Yeah, true. I suppose, yeah, like I say, it, it's, I suppose it, it goes back to me being loyalty as well. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'd, be, I'd find it very hard to change companies perhaps, you know, sometimes for other things, even like for providers and stuff like that, if, if I'm happy with them, mm-hmm. even though they, if I'm happy with the service, I will stay, even though they, somebody else might be some 20 euros cheaper. Mm-hmm. I think I'd be happy to stay where I am. I don't necessarily like the uncertainty of that kind of change. Right. You know, um, just like for say, mobile telephone or something like that or electricity supplier you know if i'm happy with what i get whereas my wife is more willing to change in that in that aspect whereas me i'm happy to let it let it let it ride as it is mm-hmm. you know because i in the past say we have changed at, at, in my job like we have a family business and i've changed say telephone providers and we had some trouble in the transition mm-hmm. so i think that's probably something as well that can kind of come back comes comes back to me is that, you know, I associate perhaps changing a utility with a bit of pain. So this is interesting. He's reflecting on past decisions he has made and acknowledges his tendency to maintain the status quo because having to go through change has prompted a bit of pain in the past. So maybe it's, it's along the lines of where I am with the, with the, the broker. But you yeah, it's along the. Even, I mean, it sounds like loyalty is also. You described it as just the way you are. It seems like yeah, that 
you value. Mm. You can even include that in the conversation. Yeah. About how this was difficult because yeah. you are a loyal person and he has done yeah. a great job. It's just that given what your goals are between now and yeah. retirement, this other yeah. work specializes in, you know, your line of work. Yeah. Vertical. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, where they do like a lot of, of my colleagues would, would be involved with them. Whereas I was always kind of kept, I like to keep myself to myself and do my own thing. Mm-hmm. But maybe as time went on, I started to come around to maybe perhaps I need to go with them. As you say, to, to achieve what my financial goals, you know, not just for me, for my children, say, for example, to have money for them for college or whatever they want to do. Okay. All right. So. And so, you know, in this decision to pull the trigger, we talked mm. about you know, the, the conversation with your wife and what mm. are ways that you might be able to make that easier. Yeah. The conversation with the broker and experimenting with what that might be like and it sounds like even just talking it through right now at least you've done it once yes (laughs) (laughs) it allows you to re-articulate why you're doing this and it wasn't so bad it wasn't so bad that was that's really another thing i'd be afraid of is how how it would be received where i'm sure this guy's a professional he did he he probably loses clients but gains clients the whole time so he wouldn't take it personally Whereas me, I would feel, I'd feel it personally. Yeah. Because the loyalty aspect, I guess. Yeah. That empathy right there. Yes. Really mm. Exercise as well. Yeah. Um, sometimes also when we're in that space between the decision to act versus not, we forget to, or especially if it's just easier not to do anything. Yes. Sometimes we forget, well, what is it costing us not to act? What is it costing you not to act? This is a really great question to ask yourself when you're on the precipice of taking action, but for whatever reason, aren't. Often we don't realize that inaction is a decision and that our choosing not to act also has consequences. Yeah. And so you said you've been dragging your feet for six weeks. And so what is it costing you to put this off? Well, do you know, it's taken up a lot of headspace. Mm. So that's really, you know, and it's kind of been an energy drain. Mm. So maybe not fin- not so much financially, but it's been a, I feel my mind has been working overtime on it. Mm. But having said that, today was the first day I had a kind of a breakthrough when I thought about, you know, contacting the broker and getting into my house here into my family to meet my wife and we'll kind of go through everything so we understand everything yeah because normally I'd, I'd be quite good if i think about something i can come up with a kind of a, an idea maybe or a step forward mm-hmm. but in this one it's been difficult for me to kind of find the step forward only today was really the first day i had a kind of a an idea mm-hmm. you know what what I could, what step i could take and i knew i was talking to you tonight anyway so i said I'd, I'd, I'd hold back on contacting him until tomorrow until i talk to you tonight mm-hmm just yeah but I mean that you know I suppose I guess it's been rolling around my mind so long I just couldn't see a way forward but Mm. I think I'm starting to see a sort of a a path okay does that make sense yeah Yeah. and so in in this kind of stuck space between the decision to just pull the trigger and act and 
not acting. How are you feeling? In a stuck space, not good. It's um feel quite how to describe it. Powerless. Mm. You know. And when you think about the prospect of taking these steps forward. I I think it it will be a great relief, but I just need to I, I, the first few steps are going to be the hardest. So I would associate a bit of pain with the first few steps, maybe perhaps incorrectly. Mm-hmm. But I think if I make, make, once I get the first, first few steps under me, I think I'll be a lot more confident in it. Mm-hmm. So I, I can think I already, at this stage now, I already see the first step. Yeah. Is by contacting him tomorrow. So, okay. and then that's not going to, that's not going to kill me. So <laughs> I don't think so. I hope not. No. Yeah. And uh, how might, recognizing that the first few steps might come with a little bit of pain or friction, how is it that you can keep top of mind what's on the other side of that? What's on the other side? Okay. I suppose take the long view in terms of, say, well, this, this, this is my way of maximizing my investments for the next 20 years of my life. Mm -hmm. So I just need to get to maybe the next week, the next 10 days. And then I will be, I wouldn't say I'd be, I'd be all the way through, but I, you know, it'll be a new start is how I would describe it. Mm-hmm. Rather, than, rather than crossing a bridge, it's just like crossing one finish line and starting again on a new journey. Mm-hmm. That's how I would describe it. And then, of course, if I, if I meet the other broker in the meantime, at least I have, I have a sort of a, I've thought it out and I have a kind of, a, some, I can talk to him now. Whereas before, I was totally afraid if he rang, I'd nearly put the phone down. That's how I would describe it before tonight, because <laughs> I didn't know what to say. So at least now I'm a bit more confident in, in what I have to say. If he does ring, at least I can say, well, these are my reasons. I said, I appreciate it was difficult. Uh, if, I appreciate all your, your work, and it was difficult for me the last while. But uh, this is what I, what, I, what I want to achieve with the rest of my pension, or to, towards my, my uh, retirement fund. So it sounds like you have an action plan. You know what yes, I do now. I do now. <laughs> Even though there may be some friction, you also have a picture of like what's on the other side of that. Yes, Why exactly. Yeah. Okay. I do have a good one actually. Yes. Well, I have a couple of different steps there now. Hmm. So, like to contact the broker anyway, and then to contact or contact the old broker, and then contact the new broker as well. So. I think that's all I need. Once I get a start, I can I can figure out the rest. I think. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's recap what we heard and learned in this conversation. Sometimes we may have already thought a decision through, made that decision, but get stuck pulling the trigger. In that situation, explore what may be happening on the emotional side of things. Here, we saw two things getting in the way of action. One, a desire to get buy-in from his wife so that he could really feel good about the decision. And then two, concerns about how the decision would impact his relationship with his current broker. There was this dread of an uncomfortable interaction that was keeping him from taking action on something that would really benefit him for the next 20 years. Here are a few tips as you walk away from this conversation. Number one, when you notice the fear 
of the possibility of something bad happening in the future. Explore what it would be like to look that fear in the face. What is it that you would do or decide if faced with that situation? Another tip to keep in mind is the fact that we are wired to pay attention to fear in the short term. So if you need additional support taking action that will benefit you in the long term, consider how is it that you can keep those long-term benefits top of mind in the short term as you're facing the decision. I think the key thing to keep in mind here is that if you're feeling stuck, remember, emotions often show up in decision-making. And the key here is to really be able to acknowledge them, explore what they're telling you, and then move forward from that understanding. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you heard something today that you found helpful, please share this episode or write a review. Also, if you're interested in more resources on how to make decisions with less stress and more clarity, go to askadecisionengineer.com to sign up for the mailing list. I'll be teaching a class on decision analysis and emotional awareness in a few months, and my email list subscribers will be some of the first people who get updates on that. Again, this is Michelle Florendo from Ask a Decision Engineer. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode.